Welcome to the Recovery Podcast. I am your host, Ali Ringer. I am the founder of Recovery Life Coaching, a writer, and a recovering codependent. This podcast is a dedicated space to discuss all things codependency and toxic cycles. It's here to spread awareness, hope, and conversation around these traditionally tough topics. My goal is to use my story, along with the stories of others, through conversations to talk about these things, to talk about what has worked for me, to talk about what has worked for others, and to be able to share tangible tools that you can use in your own recovery journey, and also to show you, you aren't alone. Today's guest is Cleo from Live Calm with Cleo. I am really excited to bring her on today. She's going to be talking about stress. I don't know about you guys, but stress comes in waves in my life. And when it hits, it's tough. So I know that this is a really chronic issue. A lot of people struggle with. So I'm really, really excited to have this conversation today. So Cleo, thank you so much for coming on the recovery podcast. You're very welcome. It's really great to be here. Awesome. So go ahead and just tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so right now I'm currently a health and mindset coach. So I work with women who've also been through similar things to me when it comes to stress. But I mean, I think I can kind of take on this role because of the experiences I've had in the past. Um, So yeah, I think from a throughout my whole life, stress has been one of those things that's always been under the surface. So it's not quite, you know, huge, huge things happening to me and it's all on on the outside, but it's all just been a low level of stress that bubbled up and kind of crept into my life at various points. Yeah. How did that look? Like however far back you want to take us back when you first started realizing that that was under the surface. Yeah. So I'd say that, I mean, throughout my whole childhood and my teenage years, I've always been like a super overachiever. Like anyone who knows me would be like, yeah, Cleo's always like super driven and hardworking and that kind of thing. And you know, when you think, okay, they're really, really great things because you know, you do well in school, et cetera, et cetera. But the underlying thing really is actually more, you know, the amount of pressure and the amount of stress Mm -hmm. I've put on myself was just so intense. And that, like I said, it was always below the surface. So kind of didn't really notice it was even a problem at the beginning. Like throughout my, I mean, as teenagers, as we all know, it's it's one of those turbulent times anyway. But as I kind of got into adulthood, I kind of noticed like, okay, actually, you know, I, I do snap at people and I feel so intensely like, when someone something new came up at work, I would feel like, oh my God, I can't think about anything else. Like my mind would be racing. I felt yeah. overwhelmed with everything going on. And I think it takes like just small little triggers, small little things to happen to you. And it kind of sets you off. And then you think, oh my God, I've actually been dealing with this low level of stress throughout my whole life. And it was almost like a moment of awakening for me, like a little switch in my mind that went, okay, this doesn't have to be this way anymore. Yeah, that's huge. It reminds me of my experience with anxiety, especially when you were talking about being an overachiever and like really driven and hardworking and so much pressure that that's definitely me. And it's still me and something that I'm always working to like, just like give myself more grace on. Um, but in 
before I had an awareness that I struggled with anxiety, which, you know, very closely related to stress, I just thought like, this is just my personality type. Like, this is just who I am. And I thought that that was just like, like a normal level of functioning, you know, instead of realizing like, oh, there's some like dis-ease essentially going on in my body. And my my system is dysregulated. Like I just had no awareness. I just thought like, this is who I am. And then when I remember like reading something in my like early twenties on high functioning anxiety, and I was like, oh my gosh, you know, like that, this, this has a label. This isn't just how I have to function. Um, so it's so true that like, until we have that moment of awakening, we just think it's our personality type when we're so used to functioning that way. It's crazy. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree with you more. And when you say the word like awakening, it literally is like that. And I think you can't really ever predict when it's going to happen because I think it's different for everybody. But like it can be such it can be such mundane things that bring it about. Like you said, reading a book or I think I was just walking along listening to a podcast and something in my mind went, oh, my gosh, I've never genuinely right now. I'm being so honest. I never, ever felt relaxed. Wow. Like, yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Like mm-hmm. that's like, like again, and I think this is a little bit of like society's fault, you know, like I'm going to blame society, which is really interesting because Cleo tell all our listeners where you're located just so they have a, you know. Yeah. So contract. I live in the UK. In okay. Leeds. So okay. perfect. So Cleo's in the UK and I'm in the U S and we're both coaches, you know, of relatively similar age. And it just goes to show like, we were both brought up and socialized to think that these chronic states of overwhelm were normal, you know, like no one like in our education systems, like family systems, no one was like, oh, like this is what relaxing and peacefulness is in a regulated nervous system. And this is how you get, you achieve it. And this is how you maintain it. You know, like, it's so crazy that I was reading a book and you were listening to a podcast and we both had to have these awakening moments. Like what, you know, like, how are we functioning this way? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It's just like, like you mentioned about the nervous system. Like, I think for me, I actually studied sport and exercise science at university and I've always been really interested in the science behind things. So when I heard about, you know, what stress is, is this overactivity of the, of the sympathetic nervous system, basically, where we're never in that state where we can relax, you know, that rest and digest, the type mm-hmm. of relaxation where you're probably healing from things. Because, I mean, I've always been really into to exercise and things like that. And I would push myself so, so hard and then be like, why do I never recover from, from this? Like, why do I always have muscle soreness? Like, why why do I always feel tired? Like, and I just used to say like, why? And I didn't understand that it's because I never, ever relax. Like I actually just put that like as one of the ways I know that I was never relaxed is that like I used to, for one time I went to a spa with my mum and my grandma. And I remember kind of going in for a massage and it's meant to be, you know, one of those experiences where you've chilled out and everything's good and (laughs) and everything like that. I could not relax like I could not um switch off my mind all I was thinking about like am I doing something wrong like is this normal like is this normal am I meant to do this (laughs) literally I couldn't relax and then yeah I mean 
just stuff like that that's a really small example where you think it's small but it's environment it's so real you know um I think sometimes and I'm so happy that we're talking about this on the podcast we think that stress and realizing we're stressed has to look like some like major midlife crisis or a mental breakdown or like this giant thing you know and it can be something as simple as when you are trying to relax like your mind does not stop racing like you cannot physically relax your shoulders like it's such a funny thing to me when um you know talking about like self-care stuff like getting a pedicure I like don't know how to relax my hands and they'll like shake my wrist, you know, and they'll be like, like, let go kind of thing. And like, sometimes I'm like, have to so consciously be like, oh yeah, you know, like I can just let go or surrender or melt my body. But if we're not used to doing that, it's tough. And that can be such like a aha moment of, oh shoot. Like, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to get into that relaxation state. So again, I love that you bring that up because I think our just society in general tells us that like, unless you're having mental breakdowns, unless you're having panic attacks, unless you're having midlife crises, you're not stressed, keep doing what you're doing. And it's like, no, it doesn't have to get to that level. You can read these little signs and realize something's got to change. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. It's definitely, it's just something that we're all kind of going along with and accepting rather than questioning. And I think that's where kind of the journey started for me on changing things and actually realizing what it feels like to be relaxed. And, you know, most people that know me know that I've struggled a lot with insomnia as well. Mm, um, yeah. was, I mean, it's like, why do we even talk about them as separate? Because they are the same thing, yeah. you know, overactive mind. And, and to be honest with you, and to everyone listening, like it's a very recent thing for me that I've been able to start to overcome that. So, and it's something I've actually been quite ashamed of um, in the past, I think when, you know, you're sleeping over at someone's house as a teenager and you're the mm-hmm. friend who's difficult and you're the friend who's, you know, oh, can you just like chill out for a minute? And it's like, oh, that hits a nerve. <laughs> totally. Yeah. yeah. It's hard to be that like person who feels like they're a problem, you know? And again, that's why we're talking about it, you know? So if anyone out there is like, I struggle with insomnia, like how did you start to overcome that? or even just change yeah. habits that made, you know, that not as much of an issue. Yeah. So, well, I've, throughout my whole life has been a kind of issue I've dealt with. So there's been years where, honestly, years where I've been completely fine. And then something happens and it might just be a triggering, triggering day or I, something comes up and I get really nervous, that kind of thing spirals me into it. And then what I found was, well, first of all, I did an amazing CBT course, which transformed everything I ever thought about sleep because I just mentioned you here just talked a little bit about you know the habits that you have and although they're really important like you know try not to drink too much caffeine and obviously that doesn't help with stress either if you drink Mm -hmm. caffeine but um also just basically changing the way that you think about it and putting so much less pressure on yourself that you have to sleep eight hours that you have to do this you have to do that because actually that's if you're already struggling with a low level of stress to add that you have to do like an hour bedtime routine and you have to do this and you have to do that. It's just another thing to add to your list. Right. So it's completely flipped my mindset on, first of all, now I'm able to fully relax my body whenever I want to, like even during the stress, most stressful of times. Um, 
if I take myself away from a situation and give myself a few minutes, I can do that. Um, but definitely in stress, um, sorry, in, with insomnia, it's exactly the same thing. Reframing thoughts, thinking about it in a different way and just just letting go. Like you said, when you were talking about the manicure hands, like yeah. just let go, just let yourself go. And, and it's, I wouldn't say to anyone listening who, if they feel the same right now, if they're like, wow, I didn't realize I was actually stressed this whole time, is that first of all, you can have these small moments of realizations, but it's a slow process. It's like, okay, what works for me? Like, how am I going to switch my body into, into relaxation? So it's just all about learning about yourself as well. That's amazing. Yeah. And I love how simple you just made it sound. And I think, you know, you and I both being life coaches, and I think sometimes people can be intimidated by that thinking like, Hey, if I get a life coach for my insomnia, my stress, they're going to tell me I have to wake up at this time and do this massive morning routine. And then at night I'm going to have to do all these things and it can feel really overwhelming. So I love that you were like, it is all of this stuff. If you are dealing with stress or seeking support or just trying to get out of it, nothing should add more to your plate that you go into more overwhelm. Everything should be making these things you're struggling with more manageable, easier, you know, like in every, every person's different. So it's really about figuring out what works for you. And it's not a one size fits all. I think what's really important is once you realize, okay, insomnia, stress, these are issues like starting to figure out what are things that I can add to my plate that gives me space that creates room for relaxation and sleep and all these, you know, things that, like you said, are really, really important to heal. Like they are really crucial. So it's kind of a stripping back, not an adding on. Yeah. Yeah, totally. It's all about, like you said, creating more space. And I love the word space. It's become one of my the, the ways that I love to explain things to my clients and work through it with them is what we're doing is rather than cramping, cra- crowding your space with anything else, we're creating space, not just with your kind of in your diary, almost like actual mm-hmm. space, but also in your mind as well, like creating space between your thoughts. So you don't get cascaded down these overthinking racing mind thoughts where you go from one thing to another. It's just about that and when you find what that space is for you it's like wow there is space between thoughts and that I do have a choice that's amazing do you have any like tangible tips for anyone um and this can be related to the stress or insomnia because like you said they kind of go hand in hand to even begin tackling this Yeah. So, I mean, let's start with, um, the stress part of it. That's our main topic of the, of the talk today. But so with stress, I couldn't recommend more, um, trying to do just even three to five minutes of meditation in the morning. And I often find, you know, that's usually what people tell you to do. And it sounds like another thing to add, but it's completely transformed my life, my whole way I think, all of my clients I work with, we slowly introduce meditation. And I think it has a stigma around it still. I definitely do. It's becoming more of a thing that people talk about and do. Mm-hmm. But there's still this feeling like, well, you know, I, I'm not spiritual. Like I, I'm, my mind is too busy. I'm not going to be able to stop the thought. But actually what it does is, what meditation does is it brings you back into the present moment 
repeatedly, repeatedly. So yeah. yeah, so when you're sat there and your mind is racing, you're stressed out, you know, you're jumping from one thing to another and often those thoughts are negative as well. What it does is it brings you back into the present moment and that present moment is basically a perfect moment. There isn't anything, none of the things you're thinking about are going on in that moment when you're in meditation. So it's almost like this place where that's where the space is. Does that make sense? Yeah, and that was such a beautiful metaphor, perfect moment. Like we, we're, we're capable of creating that, you know, in our in ourselves. And even if there's all this chaos going on in our lives or society or just the world around us, like by tapping into that meditative state, we create that perfect moment. Like, wow, like that's powerful. It's really yeah. powerful stuff. Yeah, and I'd say, yeah, I mean, that, that's that been such a life changer for me and for my clients is that bringing that bringing yourself back to the present and, and it's with meditation. So I think people think, okay, these three to five minutes, I'm, I'm not going to feel any different afterwards. I still went about my day. But what I like to say is it's like, it's like training a muscle, right? So when you go to the gym, you, you have to train muscle to build, to build muscle for like months and months at a time. Right. Otherwise you're never going to get, you can't just go once and have the transformation. So it's the same with meditation treat your brain and your mind like it is a muscle you have to try it every single day and I would say every day is is what you need to do at the beginning um I'll to continue as well with the habit of every day because what you're doing is you're strengthening your mind so when you're out of meditation and you're in a stressful situation or you feel you notice that stressful feeling that's bubbling up, you can tell yourself, okay, come back to the present. And without practicing that meditation in the morning, it's very difficult to understand like what that would feel like. So you're almost training your brain to go, ah, that's what the present moment feels like. So when you're in those stressful times, you bring yourself back to the present. And it, even if you have to do it over and over and over again, like, it, it will be, it's transformative, basically. That's all I can say. Totally. And I always tell clients too, if meditation does feel really scary and overwhelming, and you immediately feel defeated when someone's even like, Hey, let's try meditating. And you're like, God damn it. You know, like I don't, that doesn't work for me. There's so many different types, you know? And if like the traditional, like sitting down, closing your eyes, trying to be really still doesn't work for you do a mantra meditation, do a movement meditation, do a focus meditation. All these other ways of meditating are still so powerful. And you don't have to start with the super traditional getting still closing your eyes and taking it in, like go on a walk and just focus on like, what do I see? What do I feel? Um, you know, just trying to bring again, like you said, that awareness back to the present. Um, and not allowing yourself to think about what's going on at work or finances or your relationship, whatever is causing stress, just focus on exactly what you're doing. Focus on your breath, you know, like feel the cold air or the sun, like these kind of things or with focus meditation. Um, like I love telling my clients, like with morning routines, like, and if you want to add meditation to your morning routine and you make yourself a beverage, let's say it's warm water and lemon or tea or coffee, whatever it is, take that practice and break it down. Be like, what do I smell? Do I hear the kettle going? Do I, do I feel the warmth on my cup on my, or on my hand from my cup, get really focused and really pull yourself into 
that present moment. And that's a start. Once you can do that and you're like, wow, you know, like I wasn't stressed. I wasn't thinking about getting my day going or whatever else we stress about in the morning. Then you can transfer that to the traditional form of, okay, now I'm going to set an alarm on my phone for three minutes and I am going to sit down and try to do a traditional, you know, visualization or breath meditation or any of that kind of stuff, but it doesn't have to start there. Like baby steps, we can, we can build up to it. Um, and especially people with stress and anxiety, insomnia, it can be really hard to get still. So I just encourage people to not let that fear stop them from exploring, like you said, the amazing benefits that meditation can bring. Yeah, yeah, totally. And it's all about starting from a place that feels right for you, even if it's the smallest thing. Mm-hmm. And I actually just wanted to mention, it just you just reminded me of something amazing that I've been trying out Um recently so it's by I was listening to a podcast and I think his name is Andrew Huberman but you'll just have to double check that um, but yeah so he basically talks about a really amazing basically d- big breath one breath that you have to do so that can really really just instantly make you feel calmer and I've found it's amazing in times when you're in like you know a difficult conversation with someone or you're you're about to do something big and you're nervous, that kind of thing. And what the breath is, is basically, so you inhale and then you inhale again, like straight away. So you do like the biggest, biggest breath you can do, fill up your whole lungs and then let out the breath really slowly. And actually when he explained the science behind it, it was all about, you know, when you do that double breath in, what that does is it opens up the alveoli in your lungs. So they're those little air sacs in your lungs and it really helps the oxygen flow through your lungs faster. And when you breathe out, you breathe out more CO2 and that basically tricks your nervous system into relaxation. And you, I think you wouldn't know until you try it. So anyone listening, if you want to do it now, it's really, really like super easy to do. Um, but yeah, it's just really helped me in those, those moments because there's obviously meditation and journaling and everything you can do to prepare yourself for something. But when you're in the moment, sometimes all of that just falls away and you've got one thing with you all the time. And that is the breath. That's amazing. And I absolutely love that tip because like you said, it is accessible to absolutely anyone, absolutely anywhere. So there's nothing stopping anyone from utilizing that. And again, to any listeners, like try these things out. And I always tell clients, you know, it's not a one size fits all to fix stress or insomnia, but there is a lot of resources out there on this kind of stuff. So find the resources, try them out, take what you need, take what works for you. And don't get discouraged if you try one thing and you're like, that didn't work. Um, Try something else because at the end of the day, we, we should not be functioning in states of stress, insomnia. Like these don't have to be our realities. So we have to do that undoing process and to do that undoing, sometimes it takes a lot of tries. Um, So I just love again, how accessible that one is. Like you don't, you don't, you got everything you need for that breath right here, right now. Um, And that's, that's really powerful. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Cleo, do you have any final words of advice for our listeners? today who might find themselves just you know in this state yeah so what I'd first of all do is kind of 
if you've had this kind of underlying feeling of unease or like we said you know you, you try to relax but it never feels quite like you're fully at peace I would first of all just ask yourself whether stresses might might be there under the surface because I think sometimes we miss that it might be the reason why things don't feel right so I think first of all asking yourself the question and then second of all a few practical tips like I said you those three to five minutes of any type of meditation and you know there's free ones on YouTube there's free trials with apps and things like that giving it a go just giving it a go and letting yourself just relax into it as much as you can and then just the third and final thing which has helped me hugely and I'm sure that you've heard this before as well is that journaling writing down exactly what you're especially if you're a prone worrier like I am and an overachiever is like writing everything down that you want to achieve in the day keeping up with you know what are the main worries in my mind like getting them down on paper because when we see our own handwriting we see exactly right in front of us it's like someone like shouting at you sometimes because you look at it and you go oh my gosh that is insane like I can't believe I'm really worrying about like what I'm gonna wear tomorrow for a meeting that's like you know it's irrelevant anyway right at this moment <laughs> I love small that. things like that where you're like you just it it hits you in the face and those if you did those three things just ask yourself the question first of all to really be honest with yourself and I think that is such a big step and so unappreciated sometimes because I think when you make that step you make that choice and then from there you can change and you can really transform your life and then the other two small bits of meditation whatever works for you and then journaling as well. I love that so much it brought a term to mind that I heard some point last week that I wrote down and just has stayed with me is that when we are experiencing stress, anxiety, insomnia, all these things, we are borrowing trouble. And when I heard borrowing trouble, I was just like, wow, you know, we don't think of it in that way. But a lot of times when we are in these states of stress, like our body thinks like a lion is chasing us when in reality, a lion is not chasing us. You know, we are stressed about the future or what we have going on or how perfect we have to be. Um, and really like when we, like you said, get to that source of what it is, like we, we shouldn't be stressing about what we stress about. Um, and that's not to minimize anyone's stress, but like these, these fears to the extent we feel them are just us borrowing trouble like we can stress about it when it comes if it comes you know um and by us stressing about it now we're just borrowing that so I love the concept of journaling brain dumping like again going back to letting it go surrendering um really allows us to tap into that relaxation state a, a sense of peace all that kind of stuff so yeah I absolutely love that tip I recommend it to absolutely anyone and again this is another one that you can do literally right now, like get out a piece of paper and absolutely everything you're stressed about ready, set, go. And don't stop writing until you feel like you have nothing else to write. And again, there is a release in that. So I really appreciate you bringing that up today, Chloe. I think all, or not Chloe, sorry, Cleo. Um, I know that all these tips are super tangible and absolutely life-changing. So our listeners today are in for a treat when they try some of these out. Yeah, yeah, it's been really great to chat to you, Ali. And don't worry, everybody calls me Chloe. Like anyone who's so listening, funny. Knows me. 
<laughs> who knows me will be like laughing at that because honestly this is the story of my life but I I'm just I'm I respond to Chloe now as well so we're all good <laughs> well I appreciate that because I was yeah. like I don't even know Chloe you know like I was like where did Chloe come from and now that you tell me like it's a thing I'm like I don't know something in the universe who <laughs> so just put, inserted that into my brain so again Cleo thank you so so much for being on the recovery podcast today it was really a treat to have you on and I can't wait for this information to go out in the world and hopefully hopefully relieve some stress yeah great well thanks so much Ali it's been really lovely to speak to you thank you so much for being here and supporting the recovery podcast if you yourself would be interested in being a guest please fill out the podcast interest link in my bio My mission is to bring on all different types of women, different backgrounds, different recovery stories to share their own journeys. You also can follow me on Instagram at R-E-C-O-V period H-E-R period Y. Stay updated on the podcast, plus free life coaching tips and updates from me. And don't forget, you are more powerful than you know.